All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA. Today, I'm going to be talking about the Biden student loan forgiveness. I mentioned this a couple times before here on the channel. I'm not going to go over um, all the basics of it that has been adequately uh, covered, I think, in the mainstream media. Um, also, Clear Value Tax has uh, some good videos on the, uh, the basics of the Biden student loan forgiveness program. Um, today, I'm going to talk about a very uh, specific question, and that is, if you have already filed your 20 and 21 income tax returns, can you change them? Can you update them so that you can get below the income thresholds to qualify for the Biden student loan forgiveness? And the answer is yes. And I'm going to give you some ideas in this video on um, ways you can do that. Before I get into that, uh, the one thing I want to say is that I do not advocate fraud. I do not advocate making things up, right? Uh, pretending you have all these expenses that you didn't actually have, okay? Uh, before we get into the specific tax strategies here, uh, I'm gonna go over uh, a little bit of the basics. I know I said I wasn't gonna go into all the basics, but a little bit of the basics on qualifying for the Biden student loan forgiveness. So to do that, uh, I'm going to go to the, uh, the White House's official fact sheet on the Biden student loan forgiveness program here uh, on my computer. All right, so here's a fact sheet. President Biden announces student loan relief for borrowers who need it most. Um, there's a lot of introduction here about the, the cost of student loans and the rising um, student, let, uh, student debt balance in the country. Um, right, $20,000 in debt cancellation to Pell Grant recipients, up to 10,000 debt cancellations to non-Pell Grant recipients. Um, so in terms of the eligibility, it says borrowers are eligible for this relief. Uh, if their individual income is less than $125,000 or $250,000 for married couples. Um, I take this to mean that this is an absolute cliff instead of the beginning of a phase out, right? So when we talk about income limits on things, uh, a cliff means if you make $125,000, because it says less than $125,000 and you're single, or um, if you make $250,000 or, or, you know, or more, um, if, if you're married, or let's say exactly $250,000, then uh, you don't qualify for any student loan forgiveness. That's how I read this. That seems to be the language that's implied here. It's, um, it doesn't sound like at this point that this is a phase out, right? Where if you make a little bit above $125,000 or a little bit above $250,000, you might get some lower student, uh, student loan debt relief, like, you know, instead of $10,000, maybe $9,000 or something, kind of like a maybe a dollar for dollar de decrease or a 50 cents on the dollar decrease. Doesn't sound like that's what's going on here. Um, because it uses some pretty strong language like no high income individual or high income household and the top 5% of incomes will benefit from this action. Um, this could change, of course, right? They could come out and make changes to this, but that's just what we're seeing right now. Um, and we know from additional information that's been put out by the government that this $125,000 and $250,000 is going to be based on your adjusted gross income on your 2020 or 2021 tax return. Okay, and that's what I'm going to be talking about the rest of this video. Um, you only have to qualify based on your income for one of those years. So if you had uh, income of, if you're single and you had an income of less than $125,000 uh, in 2020, and then you made a million dollars in 2021 for your AGI, you'd still qualify, right? At least that seems to be um, uh, what, what we think is going to happen um, just based on what we've seen so far, right? Um, so, you know, the question becomes, well, gee, I already filed my 20 and 2021 tax returns. Uh, can I change those tax returns now to qualify me for the student loan forgiveness? Let's say you made like 126, let's say you're single and you made $126,000. You're like, oh my gosh, 
Like if I if only I would have you know made had uh, had a, a slightly lower AGI, I'd qualify for this forgiveness, right? And um, the answer is yes, there are some things that you can do. Obviously, you cannot commit fraud. Um, and I'm going to be kind of referencing this article here in Forbes. Can you lower your income to qualify for student loan forgiveness? And the reason I'm okay with doing this is, is because I actually personally provided like a lot of the um, uh, information uh, to the writer of this, of this article. You can see I'm kind of uh, quoted um, throughout, you know, throughout the article and I basically gave maybe not the majority, well, probably the majority of, of the information um, for this article in Forbes. Um, so basically how, how it would work is there's kind of two categories of ways you can change your tax return uh, for a given year. Um, one is to uh, correct information on an old tax return, right? Um, so, you know, let's say you own a small business and you didn't really keep good books for tax year 2020 or 2021, right? And um, you, uh, you're you like, you just kind of finish your tax return just to get it done, but you didn't really record all your expenses, keep track of all your expenses. You can go back, right? Clean up your books, which I definitely recommend you do if you have a small business, right? Track all of your expenses, all your ordinary necessary business expenses. Maybe look at your uh, how you calculated the mileage in your business. If you just use the standard mileage rate, may have made more sense to use Act, uh, actual mileage rate. If you just took the simplified home office deduction, uh, m may have made sense for you to use the um, uh, uh, the actual home office deduction method, right? Where you kind of, where you actually allocate your expenses based on your business use of your home, right? So things like that. Those are things where you um, uh, you're actually correcting a mistake. Oh, what is this? Correcting a mistake made um, on a on 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 your old tax return. So you're basically correcting uh, some, some information that was incorrect on your old tax return. I gave an example of a business person not reporting all their expenses originally, right? Because those business expenses will reduce their AGI, their adjusted gross income. If you don't know what AGI is, um, it's basically the, the sum of all of your taxable items of income on your tax return, <coughs> wages, uh, taxable interest, dividends, uh, retirement account distribution, social security, taxable social security benefits, not all social security benefits are taxable, depends how much other income you have, you know, capital gains, um, and then there's other income on schedule one, in part in part one of schedule one, you know, you can kind of see the list of them here. Um, and then you take that total taxable income that you have and you subtract certain adjustments to your income. Right, these are things that help you out. They reduce your adjusted gross income. Educator expenses, health savings account deduction, moving expenses for members of the armed forces, uh, deductible part of self-employment tax, um, yada yada yada. Right, your traditional IRA deduction, um, and then all those numbers add up to your adjusted gross income. So, on your 2020 tax return, uh, this would be uh, line 10C. No, sorry, line 11. So your adjusted gross income on your 2020 form 1040. On 2021, um, it's uh, it is line 11 again. Uh, so your adjusted gross income. So those are the numbers that your eligibility for uh, the buy and student loan forgiveness will be based on. Um, like I said, you only have to qualify. You only have to have income under $125,000 if you're single, um, under $250,000 if, if you're married and filed jointly um, in one of these years, right? So, uh, you know, you can make a million dollars in the other year, but if you qualify for one of the, those years, um, you will be good. And uh, business expenses, right? Expenses you incur in your business do reduce your adjusted gross income, right? Because if you look in part one of schedule one, uh, you know, when you fill out your schedule C, 
right? Or if you get a K1 from, from your S Corp or something like that, um, you know, and you're able to reduce that, uh, then that, that flows through, right, to Schedule 1. So if you reduce your Schedule C income, reduce the income from your S Corp on the K1 or whatever by, by amending your return, um, then uh, you will effectively be reducing your adjusted gross income when you correct for those mistakes. Now, I will mention one thing here. Um, technically, if you have filed an extension for your return and uh, you, you make this correction before the extended deadline for your return, October 17th, uh, 2022. This is only for 2021, by the way. You file an extension for 2021, and um, you, you're going to make this change before October 17, 2022. Then you would technically file what's called a superseded tax return, um, as opposed to an amended tax return. A superseded tax return is basically just replacing your originally filed tax return. But if you're going to be changing your 2020 return, you have to do an amended return. If you're going to be changing your uh, 2021 return now and you did not file an extension, right, you'd, you'd be doing an amended return. And if you, um, uh, if uh, after October 17th, right, even if you got an extension for your 2021 return, you'd be doing an amended return. Kind of a technicality. Um, I go over it in the, the Forbes article here. I'll, I'll link it in the description below, um, kind of what the distinction there is is. Um, also, this article, uh, I talked about checking past returns for accidental uh, emissions. I don't think I, I, I talked about that when I, when I was helping the writer. I don't think they quoted me specifically for that, though. Um, but now, so there's, there's other changes you can make as well, though, right? Even if it's not a correction of a past mistake, there are some things um, that you can do now, right, especially if you have a small business, um, to lower your uh, adjusted gross income on your 2020 uh, or 2021 tax return. Um, so an easy one for 2021, if you're a small business owner, is to make a SEP IRA contribution. Uh, I talk about that uh, in this article. I think I do. I don't know if they left it in somewhere. Um, so if you, uh, a SEP IRA is basically um, a retirement account for small business owners, and the amount you can contribute uh, is based on a percentage, 20% or 25%, depending on how you structure your business, of your net business income, right? So, uh, and the maximum is like 50-some thousand dollars. Uh, let's look it up. Right, so the SEP IRA limit um, for 2021 is $58,000, right? Now, that doesn't mean you can contribute $58,000 to your SEP. You have to qualify based on the percentage of your of your net income. But if you're making a lot of money in your business, you had a high net income in your business, you could potentially contribute tens of thousands of dollars, up to $58,000 to your SEP IRA. And that SEP IRA contribution would reduce your AGI. Uh, if you make the contribution, if you'd set up the SEP, or if you already have a SEP, you know, make the contribution to the SEP. And if you don't have a SEP, set up the SEP, make a contribution to the SEP by October 17th, 2022. Caveat being you must have extended your tax return, right? You must have filed for an extension for your 2021 tax return. Unlike traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs, which even if you, if you filed an extension for your tax return, you only have until the original due date, you know, April 15th or whenever it was to make that contribution for the previous year. With a SEP IRA, it follows the extended due date of your return. So if you filed an extension and you hadn't, you, you're eligible for a SEP contribution and you uh, you haven't made it yet, and you didn't report it on your 2021 tax return because you hadn't made the SEP contribution for 2021, you can still do that before October 17th. This is only eligible for business owners. Yes, I'm sorry, folks with W-2 jobs. There are benefits of having W-2 jobs, but um, if, you, um, uh, if you're a business owner, the, ta the tax code just opens up a lot more um, savings opportunities for you. Um, so that's one idea. There are, um, now, of course, 
just because you can make a self-contribution doesn't mean it's necessarily going to get your AGI below those amounts, right? So I would recommend you, you contact a local tax professional to, to give you guidance on all these strategies, right? I'm speaking in general terms. Not all this will apply to everybody's situation. You want to make sure you're not doing anything you shouldn't or, or do, doing something wrong or incorrect that the IRS is going to come after you for. Um, another thing you can do, I mentioned this um, in the, uh, the Forbes article, is that you can, um, this is more technical, but if you're a business owner, you can uh, do what's called a 41A adjustment by filing a Form 3115, basically changing the way that you've accounted for something in the past. And if it's a negative 41A adjustment, right, one that will reduce your uh, income, right, overall, you can take that adjustment all in the year of the change, right? Um, so, you know, if you were to do an accounting method change for um, 2021, right, and it resulted in a loss, you could take that 41A adjustment on your 2021 tax return, okay? Um, in order to do that, you have to file Form 3115 and all these things. Pretty, It's a pretty, fairly technical thing. Um, it's a bit more technical than just setting up a SEP IRA and contributing to it, uh, but that is one, um, one option for you there. Um, so in this article, um, this, uh, this guy from Betterment um, brought up some ideas too, right, uh, about correcting for past errors. Uh, you, you know, if you omitted business expenses, rental expenses, certain capital losses, and to that I would add capital loss carry forwards. A lot of folks, when they change tax repairs or they change tax software, they don't report or they don't type in, you know, to that new tax software the capital loss carry forwards they have carrying out forward from the previous year, right? So watch out for those. Um, you know, if you didn't report an IRA contribution, they brought up SEPs here, health savings account contributions. Um, obviously, you cannot make like a, a traditional IRA contribution for 2021 anymore, right? But if you made it and you're eligible for the deduction and you didn't report it on your 2021 tax return, that's obviously grounds um, to change things up. Um, so, um, <clears throat> like, I, like I said here, uh, don't fudge the numbers just to qualify for loan forgiveness, even if it's tempting to do so. Um, I said, even if your AGI is a little bit over these amounts, you're not sure if there's any more opportunity for you to reduce it further, consider reaching out to a tax professional who can give you a solid answer and do what they can uh, to help you out. Um, so that that's my take on this. People have been asking me this, can I change my tax return to qualify for the Biden student loan forgiveness? I say, yes, you can if it's, uh, if it's legitimate. So um, folks, thank you uh, so much for watching uh, this video. So I hope this video was helpful. You know, I'm just a CPA, a, a tax nerd, trying to lend out my sometimes esoteric uh, tax knowledge for uh, the greater good. Um, this channel is going to be mostly about tax topics uh, going forward. That is my, um, you know, my, my forte. That is what I'm an expert in. Um, I'm obviously talking a lot about tax relief because that's my business, Choice Tax Relief. Uh, we help folks who owe $10,000 or more uh, to the, their IRS or state governments um, uh, reduce their tax situation. Uh, so that's really what I'm going to be focusing on uh, on the channel. But of course, taxes have an impact on uh, all aspects of our lives, right? Maybe not all, but many aspects of our lives, like with student loans, uh, for example. So um, talking about the interplay of taxes and kind of other, other things that are in the news is, is always quite interesting to me. Um, thank you so much for watching, everybody, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye.